What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. When there's nothing else out there, the truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Mad Ramblers of the Next. Oh, well, is, is, is Hunter Biden really in trouble now? Devin Archer appeared Monday on Capitol Hill, and he was basically detailing uh, what went on behind closed doors with the Bidens, and, and evidently... Uh, the rumors are coming out that there's proof that Biden lied. Well, none of the, none of this is a shocker. Devin Archer is is a business associate of Hunter. He's also a a bro of Hunter because you, you you looked at some of the text messages. It's like I love you, man. I love you, bro. And but could he be one of the linchpins for the downfall of the Bidens, the the Biden crime empire? Because it seems to be a pretty extensive empire going all the way back to when he was vice president. You, you ba- what basically came out, what we're hearing, what basically came out of these meetings is that Biden, you know, Hunt, Archer came out and said that Biden, Joe Biden, that is vice president Biden, repeatedly spoke to Hunter Biden's business partners to sell them the quote unquote brands. And I'm assuming the brand is of that of the Bidens. But he was now we all remember Joe said, I never talked to his business partners. I don't even know who these guys are. Hello. Are you a business partner? Well, I don't know who you are. So, but I'm going to talk to you, and I need ten million dollars. Um, but he 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 helped sell them on the brand of the Biden family. And this was when Joe Biden was vice president. That he also joined Hunter Biden uh, for dinners with numerous foreign foreign business associates, and spoke to him over the phone at least over twenty times. Now, of course, we heard. We, we've never talked about this before. Wait, no, 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 no. I've never. I don't know anything about his dealings. I don't know anything about Hunter Biden, what he does. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, who? Oh, my son. He also added that uh, he was part of the whole Burisma incident. <laughs> and he was he was part of the reason that the brand got on, or Hunter Biden got on the board of Burisma. There's also numerous numerous testimonies, they're saying, are numerous instances on the testimony that Archer appears to contradict Biden's claim again to have no knowledge. Not even that he didn't speak, but he had no knowledge of the business dealings. So this isn't speculation. This is, this is rumors that are coming out. That it was kind of hard to then believe that, that, he had no, that he had no knowledge of it. And he basically came out and said, yeah, he, he knew what the hell was going on. He definitely knew what the hell was going on, Joe did. He also came out and said, or allegedly said, because this, this is all information that we're secondhand hearing, that Hunter Biden and Burisma executives got, got called the D.C. 
And of course, that would be then Vice President Joe Biden to get the Ukrainian prosecutor fired. That was back in 2015, in December. Now, the Burisma Holdings uh, CEOs, CEOs called D.C. and asked the Biden administration to help get, the, get that prosecutor in Ukraine fired for investigating the, for, investigating the firm, Burisma. <laughs> so, again, it's contradicting the fact that I had nothing to do with that prosecutor getting fired. I never said I was going to hold billions of dollars of aid to Ukraine unless it happened. Well, Joe, it kind of looks like it did. Now, again, I love it now. The Democrats, now I love it because the Democrats are in full spin control. Welcome to the no spin zone. Now there's, now they're, they're saying they don't, they're not denying it. We're not denying any of this happened, but we're, we're just going to, we're just going to just, you know, spin it a different way. They're, these were, these calls were casual niceties, you know? Uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, we need you to get, this is my best Ukrainian, we need you to get the guy fired. It sounds like Count Dracula. Uh, that is the, the prosecutor for Burisma. Well, the weather seems nice today. Yeah, okay, it was casual niceties. He went from, I never spoke to anyone, so I've never been involved in anything, to the fact that now it was, it, it's just casual niceties. Well, you know, we we were, we were just we were just chit chatting about the niceties. <laughs> does anyone fall for this? Does anyone? I mean, does anyone truly believe this? I mean, seriously. Well, well, you know, you know who does? Probably Kamala Harris, because you dangle a string in front of her face, and she's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, and that we got another guy going to be giving closed door testimonies coming up very soon. I love it how the DOJ all of a sudden for Devin Archer, the day before he was supposed to testify on a Sunday, said, you know, we just went to a judge and he needs to report to prison. But it's all a coincidence. It's all a coinky dink. It's corruption at its finest. You don't create over 12 LLCs or 10, 15 LLCs and then have people move around and and write multiple checks to these LLCs and, and then have that to have that funding then move to different family members. I think some of us do call that money laundering. And then when Joe is asked about these questions about, you know, all of a sudden it's 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 now changing the tune. Well, in the, well, I should say the press secretary, you know, it's it's not that he 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 didn't discuss these plans. He he just didn't knew any firsthand knowledge. But it's like you, but you said this in the beginning. You were serious about that. That's what it is. You're serious about that? <laughs> it's it's corruption at its upper levels at its finest. And these are the people that are making policy decisions to move this country forward. Speaking of Kamala Harris. <laughs> uh I I love it cuz it's called it's called Bidenomics. And I, I gotta play. I gotta play. I got. I have to play this clip. Hold on. I gotta play this clip. We got. We gotta. We have. I have the clip. It's queued up. Hold on. Americans are a four hundred dollar unexpected expense away from bankruptcy. Okay, that's called Bidenomic, guys. <laughs> it's called Bidenomics because this. I mean, you literally created this atmosphere. You literally created this 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 economic environment 
and then you t- and you talk and say that you know what we're 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 four hundred dollars away. You've been in office for almost three years, and if you have created a population where that we're only four Americans are only four hundred dollars unexpected, fi- unexpected issues away from filing bankruptcy, that falls on you for the last two and a half years. Come on, going on three years. That's called Bidenomics. And you just helped sum it up by more of your stupidity. And you and she was actually talking about how better off everything is with Bidenomics and how wonderful everything is Bidenomics. But you just said that uh, the average American is $400 away, a $400 unexpected expense away from filing for bankruptcy. You were serious about that? <laughs> I, I just don't get it sometimes. And then I love it because this came out today. This this came out today again because Joe Biden, of course, is going after gas stoves. Joe Biden, of course, is going after gas water heaters. He's going after anything that's natural gas because, of fact, it's a cheaper, for, uh, excuse me, cheaper form of energy. But the problem is this. It's not electric. So, you know, he's got he's, he's got the, the the electric car companies and everything else are in basically Joe Biden's back pocket. So uh, that's especially with all these rebates you can get. So natural gas is just natural gas is just a problem because of the fact that you could do it cheaper or cleaner and you don't have to have those nasty fossil fuel plants powering these electrical grids. But don't worry now, according to the Biden administration and the EPA, nuclear is now we talked about this, nuclear is now a renewable source of energy. We're not going to worry about that nuclear waste crap. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. Nuclear waste that doesn't exist anymore. So of course now, the 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 Department of Energy is now coming after light bulbs. <laughs> they're they're coming after your light bulbs, guys, again. And the retailers must sell light emitting. Uh, what is it called? I don't even know what it's called, but it's something in LED lights, an alternative to to the other other light bulbs, the halogen-type light bulbs that we have, or they're going to risk substantial federal penalty. The Biden administration continues to push these fantasies through their weaponized federal agencies, and that came from Andy Barr. He's a Republican representative out of Kentucky. The Department of Energy should focus on energy independence, not what light bulbs you can or cannot use for home or businesses. Now I love it. These light bulb figures. We're we're gonna save an extra extra three billion dollars a year on utility bills, and we're gonna car- cut carbon emissions by two hundred and twenty-two million metric tons over the next three decades. So that's a billion dollars every ten years. Let me check my math here. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> now the energy sector said the lighting industry is already embracing more energy efficient products, and these measures will accelerate the, the progress to deliver the best products to American customers and build a better and brighter future. <laughs> the only problem is you're going to be in the fucking dark. Now, U.S. households switch increasingly to LED lights since 2015. Now, fewer than half of households reportedly use mostly exclusive LED lights. <laughs> and that's according to the most recent energy, uh, excuse me, residential energy consumption survey. Overall, 47% use mostly our only LEDs. 15% use incandescent, I can never say that word, indescent, incandescent, or halogens. And 12% use the compact fluorescent FL, excuse me, F, excuse me, I can't even talk today. CFLs. And another 26 report, and 26 other percent said, ah, we got no predominant bulb type. 
<laughs> but so the large percentage of the household are using these LEDs. And now the DOE reversed the ruling in April of 2022. Uh, that that was a reverse a ruling that was reversed by the Trump administration that sought to protect these types of light bulbs and allows consumers to choose which products they want to purchase. And I love it because former Trump was also proposedly personally opposed LED light bulbs, remarking in 2019 they're often expensive, not good, and they made him look orange. <laughs> Well, I guess there's a reason. I guess there's a reason to do that. But the problem is, like again, the government is reaching into your pocket and once again forcing you to do something that I don't know if you want to do or if you don't want to do. But they're forcing you to do something such as this because we need government control. That's the problem. And there's another big problem on the horizon. CDC in Florida issued a leprosy alert. Now, some people say this is a biblical disease because it goes back to the biblical times. And it's an infectious disease that's been around basically forever, like I said. But it's increased dramatically in Florida. Now, health experts right now are fearing that uh, this infectious disease is is now going to reach an epidemic and emudemic, epidemic, epidemic, whatever it's called. It's going to be, it's going to be critical. I can't talk today at all, guys. My, you know what? I didn't sleep well last night. And I think that was the problem. <laughs> I was up late because I was watching, um, I was watching an HBO plus show called silo. And, um, it's a pretty good show. It, it, it's basically about these silos. Well, it's, well I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't watched it, but there's a silo that's in the ground. It's been in the ground for hundreds of years, and humanity lives in this silo because of the fact that for some reason, and they don't really explain it, the earth has become toxic. There, there's toxic air outside, and it's not, it's not breathable or habitable for human beings. So it's a 10-episode series, and actually it's a series of books. It's also books. Um, but you know, it's actually a pretty, it's, it's a pretty good show. It's pretty fast moving. It's got some, it's got some good melodrama and it's very fast paced. Um, it's an enjoyable watch. It's like I said, it's 10 episodes It's on HBO plus, uh, not HBO plus it's on, um, Apple TV plus. So that's, that's always, that was, that was a fun watch. And then, um, we started watching another H again, HBO, Apple plus show. But now it's HBO Max, or now it's just Max. But there's another Apple Plus series uh, called Invasion. And it's about these uh, aliens that come down and uh, invade the Earth. And it, it's the whole, it's, the, it's, it's told, it's just told through the story of five individuals. Uh, the guy, the, the doctor, the Alan Grant from Jurassic Park is in it. He's in it in the first episode. <laughs> I'm not going to talk anymore, but he's in it only for the first episode. If I had to pick a choice of the two, I would tell you to watch. Um, I would tell you to watch Silo because Invasion is kind of slow moving. The acting's not that great. Um, it, it is renewed for series uh, season two, which I believe is going to be like in August fifteenth as a second series. So if, if you want to binge watch it, you can jump right into season two in a couple of weeks. And, and you kind of have this this you're kind of hoping for this momentous buildup through the first ten up nine episodes, and then you, you kind of get let down in the season finale. So, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I'm also excited that um, uh, Justified is back on. It's a short series run uh, with the with Timothy Oliphant and the uh, who, who plays uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens. Show that I think Justified was on for like six years. 
and it's been off the air for a while now. It's been, I think it's off the air for five years. So uh, this is this is part of a Justified is part of a series of books, and this is part of that series. So they're bringing the character back for a short. I think it's eight episode run, um, which has been really good. I've been watching that on. I think it's every Tuesday night at nine east, nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So that's another that's another good watch. But getting back to <laughs> let's get back to leprosy. Now, Central Florida itself accounts for nearly one fifth of all cases in the U.S. Now, according to the CDC, 81% of those cases are reported in Florida. (laughs) That's pretty scary. 81% of the cases. Also known as Hansen's disease. It's also known as Hansen's disease, which I did not know. Leprosy is usually spread during a lengthy person-to-person contact through airborne droplets from the nose, mouth, or from an infected person. Now, leprosy itself is extremely, or it has been extremely uncommon in the U.S. But since 2000, cases of leprosy have kind of gone up, kind of shot through the roof a little bit, and more than doubled over the past decade. Now, they're saying, the CDC is also saying about 34% of these cases reported from 15 to 2020 are locally acquired as opposed to travel-related cases. But now, all of a sudden, it's jumping back up again. It's it's jumping it's jumping back up again. It's it's making a huge leap. Now, leprosy can affect people of all ages, but it's most common in those that are five to fifteen or over thirty. Now, the CDC is also saying that more than ninety percent of the people infected do not ever develop. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, let's see here. Uh, because it's uh, let's see here. Uh, no, that's not that's, that's that's something else. I'm I was looking at something else. I'm getting my notes all juggled up today. <laughs> The CDC is also now warning doctors to consider leprosy in examining patients who travel to Florida or elsewhere in the southern southeastern states. Antibiotics can usually treat the condition, they're saying, but it's but it does cause permanent da- or it may cause permanent nerve damage. It's amazing that all these third world diseases and all these ancient diseases that have been pretty much eradicated in the US are making these surprising comebacks. You got measles, you got mumps, you got chickenpox, all making these surprising comebacks. And we don't talk and we no one ever wants to address the fact that potentially it's because of the fact that we have the border open, that we have an open border policy that's just allowing everyone to come in. And we don't do any type of health checks. Because why would we want to do that? Because that's crazy. Why would we want to do health screenings for people we're going to let into the country illegally? You were serious about that? I, I, must have, I must have lost my damn mind for a minute. And then you have Mayor Adams in New York. I love Mayor Adams in New York. He's now warned New Yorkers that the, immigrant, the migrant crisis is coming to a neighborhood near you. That sounds very ominous. Now, he's warned New Yorkers on Monday that it's coming to an, like I said, the immigrant crisis is coming to a neighborhood near you and said that President Biden offered Justin a liaison to help to help to fix all these issues. And he said, Adams came out and said, eventually this is going to come to a neighborhood near you. It's 91,000 people. Now, places like El Paso, Texas have taken in millions of people. And last time I checked, let me let me do the math. Uh, I think New York is a bigger state, not state, but a bigger city than El Paso. Well, I'm not sure. New York City is probably. Eh, let's see. Well, Texas would be a bigger city, it's a bigger state than New York, but New York City would be a bigger state than El Paso. Look at that. The brain started to work. I had to jumpstart the brain for a minute. 
We need to localize this madness, he said, without elaborating, including when asked whether this includes using outdoor spaces such as parks to house immigrants. I remember, I love when he was going to use schools. And he was using schools that were still in session. And he was like, there, his administration, Adam's administration, was saying, well, don't worry about us. You putting these undocumented illegal immigrant men near these schools next to children. The building is detached from the school. And then it turns out the building's like five feet away from the school. <laughs> I guess, I guess technically it's detached. <laughs> it's five feet away. I guess it's detached. He also said, we have to figure out a way or how we, uh, a, way, a way of how we don't have what is in our municipalities where we have t- sent cities all over the city, where we don't have tent cities all over the place. We have to figure out how we're going to locate the lives of the li- and locate the lives of the inevitable. There's no more room indoors. We have to figure it out. And that's what I've got the team working on right now. I got a crazy idea. I'm going to raise my hand. I got a crazy idea. Send the people back. You have fraud, 90% and something like 95% of these claims of asylum are false. And if they show up to their meetings, they get deported. Why don't we just put some, ju- why don't we get some trailers, get some immigration judges, rule on asylum claims right then and there and send people back. That will also stem the, the onslaught that is happening at the border. He's also saying, I was at Roosevelt on Sunday and I went there, excuse me, Saturday, I went there Sunday. People are lined up around the block, hurting the businesses there. Yeah, you're hurting the business there by having these people that are here illegally blocking their entrance to get into the business. We put buses there for cooling systems, but it's just not sustainable. Again, I feel bad for these people that they're living on the street. I feel bad for that. But you weren't invited. I've said it before. You lock your door of your house for a reason at night because you want uninvited guests not to come in. It doesn't matter if they are claiming asylum to go to your house. And then they get here, and I love it because they get here, and you hear some of these stories, and they complain. <laughs> They're like, well, we thought we were getting free this, free that, free this, free that. And what do you mean? We're, what do we mean we can't live in a hotel forever for free? And they complain that they can't get jobs. They can't get this. Well, you know what? You came there are there are legal options to come into this uh, come into this country. There are port of entries you can go through. There's there's asylum. There's an asylum process you can file. The problem is it could take a couple of years and you don't want to wait. So I have no empathy or sympathy for people that were here and then basically were not invited to come here. Should I feel bad for them? I feel bad for their situation they're in now, but I don't feel bad for the situation that they created for themselves. I feel bad for the taxpayers. I feel bad for the citizenry of New York City that they have to house and clothe and take care of these people because they can't take care of themselves. There's just way too much crap going on in this world. I think next show we're going to have to do a fun show. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do a fun show. We've got to do something exciting, something different. We're going to mix it up a little bit. Maybe maybe we'll have a conspiracy day. Those are always fun. And again, we've said it once. We'll say it again. And we'll say it a million times. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Mind. My realm is a degeneracy. I'm out of here.